I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, once again. Welcome back to Drummer Daily. My name's Daniel Hadaway, aka the Drum Coach. Hey, if you want to check out more of this show, more resources that I have for you as a drummer, go over to DanielHadaway.com. That's Daniel D A N I E L. Had a way, H A D A W A Y dot com. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff there. I think we're getting close. I need to do the total. I think we're close to 300 episodes. I, th- I might have mentioned that in the last episode. I think we're really close. Um, so I needed to go check that out. Um, and also, while we're talking about stuff, uh, administrative stuff, I would love it if you could leave me an honest rating and review, especially on the Apple Podcasts app. Um, in that area that helps me and this podcast stay visible, which, uh, helps me keep making this show. So I'd really appreciate that. If you could take a couple of minutes to do that, um, that would really help me out. All right. So in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about snare drum tuning. So in the last episode, uh, I promised you that we would do this. Um, last episode, we talked about, uh, head selection for snare drums and kind of how I go about doing it. Um, and the good news is if you haven't heard that episode, you don't have to stop this episode and go back. These both can kind of sit in parallel. You can listen to either one in any order. Um, but if you want to kind of get a full picture of what I do with snare drums, um, both episodes probably are, are going to be pretty necessary, uh, to get that full picture. Uh, so today I want to talk about tuning snare drums and obviously I, I will do, I probably will do like a video, that kind of walks through this a little more. Um, and then I'll probably provide the audio as a podcast at some point. Um, but I haven't done that yet. So, uh, I'm not going to get super, super, super detailed, um, into how I, I tune a snare drum, but I think, uh, you'll get the basic idea of the overall concepts that I try to follow. Um, all right. So, um, number one thing is the easiest part is, uh, bottom head, the, the resonant side, the snare side, of a snare drum. Uh, I like to, uh, get that thing about as tight as it will go before that head breaks. Um, and it's, I, I call it tabletop tight, uh, meaning that with a relatively firm press of my fingers, I cannot, uh, I cannot move the head up and down with my fingers. I can't you know, make that head flex like a trampoline at all. It's going to stay pretty, pretty solid. Um, I do still, uh, tune it, you know, tonally. Um, so I'm not just like cranking it down, like just like a a machine or anything. I am actually still listening. Uh, you know, I do that thing where you turn it upside down. If you loosen the snares just enough, 
um, you can you can get a drumstick and put it underneath, uh, run it across and, and loop it underneath the snare drum wires to hold the snare drum wires up off of the the head. Um, and that way you can actually hear the tone of that bottom head. And it can be really hard to hear the tone when the head is tuned that tightly. Um, but uh, I do follow the, um, if you have like an eight lug drum, it's easier. Um, I have a 10 lug snare that I use a lot, so it's a little harder, but um, the basic pattern I like to use with an eight lug, standard eight lug snare drum is um, basically, I like to position where I have uh, one set of you know tension rods and lugs uh, running up and down, basically like a clock, like at the 12 and six position as a, as a uh, compared to how I'm sitting. And if you do that, then what you'll end up with is basically you'll end up with, uh, one set of lugs. If you draw a line between them, you'll see there's, there's, there's a set of, um, a set of two that go up and down, straight up and down. And there's a set of two that go that line up with each other across from each other, straight across. And if you look at, if you were to imagine those two lines, they intersect like a plus, right across the middle of the drum. And if you, uh, and then the other ones are, um, that are left are the other four. And those, if you were to draw a line between the ones that uh, are across from each other on those, you'll end up with an X. And so, uh, the way I like to try to remember, um, the pattern that I do with an eight lug snare drum when I'm tuning it up is, uh, I do the plus first and then I do the X and that makes sure that I am keeping, um, keeping, uh, I'm tuning opposite sides of the drum as much as possible. Um, it's not necessarily the best idea to go around in a circle. Um, and also for me again, cause I have a really bad memory. Uh, if I tune the other way, the X and plus thing, that's the only way I can do it to not lose track of where I haven't tuned yet. Um, I've got some, I need to, I need to provide these, find somewhere to put these up online. I've actually got some like cheat sheets. Um, they're actually pretty useful. I think, um, little pieces of paper, you can print them out on a standard size piece of paper and cut them out as a circle and you can just throw them on the drum and they're numbered. It's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, but it tells you the order to tune in. I think that's pretty helpful. Also, if you really, uh, want to, um, you know, you can get a Sharpie or whatever and write right on the head. Um, but I'm kind of like a neat freak, so I don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the bottom head. Uh, I just do that. And then the top head, uh, I like to, uh, I'm pretty detail-oriented about getting that. I feel like the, the snare drum head, especially if it's a brand new head, uh, if you can spend a few minutes really um, getting it seated properly and getting it dialed in evenly and correctly and, and, and taking your time with the, the the very first time you're putting that top head on, um, you're going to save yourself, you know, probably over the life of that snare drum head, I don't know, maybe an hour or so of, of headaches, um, at least that much time, probably more than that. Um, so the biggest thing I do is really take my time, take it slow. Um, remember that if you're finger tightening, cause a lot of guys teach you to finger tighten, uh, the tension rods, um, first and then go around and slowly, you know, increase the tension on the drum finger tightening to me. If you just hear that term, it, it comes across like, uh, turn it with your fingers until it feels tight. And that's so subjective. A that's so subjective B, um, especially with like vintage drums. That's all the regional. A lot of guys have vintage drums, but even with newer drums, um, the, tension rods, 
each one in a different lug is going to have a different amount of natural tension turning, you know, torque that it requires to turn. And so what feels finger tight in one lug and tension rod combination is not going to be the same amount of actual tension on the head in another one. So I don't really like to use that as my basis for what is, you know, that finger tight level. So what I do instead is, um, I, I still use a drum key, but I use my eyes um, to see right when the tension rod makes real contact with the the rim of the drum or where that that flange is on the hoop, whatever the hole is in the in the hoop that the the tension rod is going through. I look for when it makes contact with that all that metal makes contact first. That's my, that's my starting point. Cause that's a little bit more equal. And if you do that around the drum, you can start going around in a circle on that. If you do it that way, you might have to double back a second time and go around all of those tension rods again, to make sure that you didn't pull something out the other way that makes it seem looser. And the way I do that is I just like, I'll go around one time, get those set. Like I just said, and then I go around a second time and I basically loosen out the tension rod till it separates and the metal's not all touching with that washer and everything that might be there and then retighten it again. So it's touching again. And if you do that twice, and especially if you do that three times, you're going to be set. Um, by the way, you know, when I did this, I learned this method, I don't know, a long time ago, I was in high school when I was doing this at first. And all my friends who were in the drum line, I got tasked with putting a new head on the concert snare one time. And I got, and I did it. And it took me like the entire class period to do it. Um, and they were all making so much fun of me for taking that long to put a snare drum head on it. But they were not making fun of me once they actually heard the snare drum because it sounded awesome. And nobody else did it that way. And nobody else can make the snare drum sound that way. So um, it's worth the extra time and effort to do it this way. And then from there, basically, um, uh, after you've gotten it finger tight, quote unquote, I, I'm doing air quotes here uh, in my my office here where I'm doing this. Um, then you can start to do like, you know, a half turn maybe, uh, which is 180 degrees of turning. Don't, you know, that's what a half turn is to me. Um, turn that, that drum key 180, 180 degrees, 180 degrees. My mouth is not working today. Um, and do it in that pattern I talked about where you do a plus and then you do an X or it works even better if you have two drum keys and you can do them at the same time, exact same time. You do opposite tension rods at the same time. You can save a little time and you can make sure that you're tightening it down evenly um, along the way instead of having to kind of have it, the drum head rock back and forth. Uh, but what I do is I... Um, over tighten it, I tighten it a little bit higher or a good bit higher than what I actually want it to end up at, the snare drum. And uh, then uh, I will put, a, I'll push a little bit on the top of the head, almost like I'm trying to give it CPR. This is all with the drum on the floor, by the way. Um, with like the palm of my hand, like the heel of my hand, I push in on the drum with not a ton of weight. You don't want to break the head or hurt the drum, but just give it a little bit of weight, help it stretch out a little bit, check the tuning. Um, and, and I might do that a few times. Uh, don't over tighten the snare drum head, but get it higher than where you probably want it to be most of the time. And then if you have the time, and this is the biggest, biggest key, at least for me is, uh, let it sit overnight. At least it's like a good bread. You got to let it rise. Uh, you gotta let that drum sit. I'd, I'd love to let it sit at least a day. If I can let that head stretch out and then go back and tune it again. Um, you know, up again, if you can and let it sit again for a couple more hours and then tune it down to where you want it to be. Um, 
that is a good way to get that drum seated properly, which kind of creases the head. It gets that that uh, the bearing edge of the drum really married to that drum head um, and will, again, save you a lot of time. Depending on how long you keep your snare drum heads on your snare drum, uh, it will save you so much time if you just take the time at the beginning to do it right. Um, I... I will guarantee you, other than having a damaged drum, having a drum with a bearing edge is damaged in some way or the drum is out of round or, or misshapen, the number one reason I've seen, and I've worked with uh, a lot of drummers, the number one reason why a drummer has trouble tuning his or her snare um, is that the drum, the head has not been seated properly at the beginning. Um, again, you can save yourself so much trouble if you just go to this extra effort on the front end. All right. So between this episode and the other one, you've got a pretty good, at least conceptual idea of how I go about tuning snare drums. Um, and by the way, I don't think I mentioned this, but the reason why I tune the bottom head so tight is because I'm not really looking for tone or, or sound coming from the bottom head. I'm not using that as like, a, I'm not using it like the way you would use a tom with the two heads resonating together to get a certain sound. I'm not doing that with a snare drum. All of the tone of a snare drum for me is coming from the top head. And then the bottom head, its only job is to resonate and vibrate that those snare wires. And the tighter you can make that bottom head, the more sensitive it is and the more nuanced your playing can be for that bottom snare. A lot of times if you hear like a really like honky hung kind of sound uh, coming from a snare drum or weird resonances, it's not necessarily that the bottom, the top head has been tuned weirdly um, or there's some kind of other issue. It's just that the bottom head is probably too loose. So that would probably be the number one thing I would do, by the way, if you're having trouble and you're not sure where to start, before, even before you just use to start over, which I would probably suggest starting over, just see how loose that bottom snare drum head is and, and see if you can tighten it up a good bit. You might be surprised at the result you get. Um, all right, so anyway, between these two episodes, you got a good picture probably of how I tune snares. Again, my way is not the only way. It is a way. It is a good way, <laughs> um, but there are lots of great ways to tune snare drums. That's just the way I do it. Um, and I hope it helps you even just a little bit. Um, if we can make our drums sound good, they are, I think, infinitely more fun to play. And the more fun that I'm having playing, the more likely I am to play, aka practice, which means the better I am getting naturally just by practicing. So, uh, having a better sounding drum can actually make you a better drummer in the long run. So that's a good thing too. All right. Thanks for joining me today on Drummer Daily. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.